in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, beloved children of God, and welcome to Tuesday of the fifth week of Easter. Today being the 17th day of May 2022. Together, friends, let us call upon God that he may send us the gift of his Holy Spirit. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come, come, come. Dear children of God, the title of my homily today is Peace comes at a price. Peace comes at a price. The first reading today is taken from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 14, from verse 19 to verse 28. And the Gospel reading is taken from the Gospel according to John, chapter 14, from verse 27 to verse 31. Dear friends in Christ, peace is a beautiful thing. Peace is a great treasure, but it is not given on the platter of gold. It comes at a price. There is a cost for peace. Today in the gospel reading, Jesus tells us, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. And then he added, Watch and see the cost of the peace Jesus was living with us and for the world. He says, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Why? Because, he says, you heard me say to you, I go away, and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced, because I go to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now, I have told you before, it takes place so that when it it does take place you may believe he goes to the father through which way the way of the cross what is it that he said he told them before it takes place the way of the cross his passion his death and subsequently his resurrection and then he adds I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no power over me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Yes, the price of loving the Father is obeying the Father without any reservation. The price of giving peace to the world is of subjecting himself to the shameful and painful death of the cross. But it is on this cross that he won the prize, that beautiful gift he's offering us and the world today, peace. It is on the cross that heaven and earth were reconciled. It is on the cross that the debt for all the sins of humanity was paid. 
And so, dear friends in Christ, we must understand this fact. And we must accept it that peace comes at a price and it is also maintained at a price. Having given this gift of peace, after making the payment, the most expensive form of payment you can ever think of in human history, the payment made in his blood, the blood of God crucified on the cross of Calvary, this very prize is one for us, the peace that he promised to offer us. And this same peace is maintained at a cost. In the very first reading today, we see the account of the persecution of the early Christian community. Today, the story is about Paul and Barnabas. How they were persecuted, the Jews stirred up people against them, and they suffered all forms of persecutions. But this never discouraged them. They were never, you know, um, put down. They went on proclaiming the good news, moving from city to city, encouraging those who were being persecuted and keeping them in good spirit, motivating them and getting them to be on their feet against the oppositions of their time. Dear children of God, Christianity is not a ceremony. Christianity is a way of life. Religion is not the problem of the world. The problem of the world is the people of religion who have taken religion as a tool to promote their own personal interests. Remember, religion does not make man. Man makes religion. In that light, it is right to say that our problem in the society of today is not religion but human beings. We are the ones who employ religion as a tool to promote that which is not healthy for the human society. And so, Christians must rise on their feet to pay the price for the maintenance of the peace that Christ left behind for us. Peace is not to be understood as the absence of war. There is peace only when there is tranquility for all. Christianity is, uh, Christians rather are suffering a lot in our present day society because many of us are contented with earning our daily bread. And by daily bread I mean being comfortable in life as a person without consideration for about the welfare and the fate of the wider society. If this was the intent of Jesus, he wouldn't have paid the price he paid on the cross of Calvary. The early Christians would have gotten through all the pains they went through for us. They could have just healed themselves individually and continue with their personal relationship with God. They were concerned about the fates of others. They were concerned about the conditions of others. If Christians are suffering... Under the oppressive powers of unbelievers or Muslims is because the Christians have failed to a very large extent to stand their ground and pay the price for the peace that the society desires and deserves. Because we are contented with our daily bread, because we are contented with our own personal comfort, 
Because we are contented with having the mansions. Because we are contented with sending our children to the best of schools overseas. Because we are contented with building big, big basilicas without caring about the fate and the plight of uh, the wider society. We have failed in living out our Christian life. We have become people of ceremonies rather than people of active faith. The faith that is alive. The faith that is characterized by good works. And so because of this greed, selfishness that informs this desire for getting our daily bread, we continue to compromise. We continue to compromise and sell out one another just for our selfish interest. Today, the readings of the day challenges us, challenge us rather. God has given us peace, but we need to maintain this peace. We have not been paid enough price for the maintenance of this peace. This is why it is eluding us. It's far as suggesting war. It's far as suggesting going to taking vow, taking taking a violent means to sustain peace. No. You only need to be a true Christian by your way of life. Making the Christian teachings and doctrines your way of life. Living out your Christian faith actively so. If every one of us does, things will be better. If in a family, everyone lives out his Christian faith as taught by the church, none will subject the other to any form of oppressive experience. None will be denied his or her right. If in a community, if in a state, Everyone is intent on doing the will of God. There won't be room for the evil ones to thrive. If every member of the, house, the National Assembly, those working in the presidency, those in the judiciary, will say beyond earning my daily bread, I will stand for what is right as approved by God. I will follow what the Father has asked me to do as Jesus puts it in the gospel today. I'm sure that the society will be better off. Because you get what will make you comfortable. You don't care about the plight of others. And that is why things continue to get worse and worse by the day. Evil is not stronger or greater than good or righteousness. Darkness is no more powerful than light. But when the people of light go to sleep, the enemy will come to plant the evil seeds. Let us all rise, therefore, to defend peace through righteousness. Active righteousness. Not just being contented by praying and praying and praying and then going out to seek for just our daily bread. And by daily bread, I mean that very comfort that is peculiar to your selfish interest. Let us be concerned about the daily bread of others, the peace of others, the happiness of others, the safety of others, the security of others, the opportunities for others. Those students that have been denied graduations because some lecturers have asked of them to compromise by paying money or offering their body are not suffering this in the hands of atheists or unbelievers or Muslims. 
Some of them, if not majority, are Christians. Those who are selling admissions in the universities and other tertiary institutions, many of them are Christians. It's not only in the education sector. Every area of life. Let us therefore retract our steps. Let us retrace our steps and go back to the original Christian tradition as given by the early apostles who laid down the foundation of our faith. Let us begin to live like them. And if we do, I assure you, every evil structure, whether Islamic or banditry or whatever, will begin to fall apart because light will always triumph over darkness. May God give us the grace and the boldness to save our generation of the calamity that is coming. Because if we fail in our responsibility to pay the price for the sustenance of this peace that Christ has given us, we will end up having nothing to pass on to the next generation. Because the evil that is coming will bring down the mansions we are building for our children and our children's children. The basilicas we are putting up. All we go unless we begin to pay the price. For the sustenance of the peace that God has given us. And how do we do that? By changing the status quo. That is what the Muslim extremists are doing. They will sacrifice their daily bread. They will sacrifice their selfish interests and personal interests to promote their common good. To change the course of human history. To change the structure, architecture of the, 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 the political architecture, the academic architecture, the religious architecture of their society. And that is why they appear to be so powerful and influential. They are not more powerful than the people of light, the people of God, the people of righteousness. Let us learn to make sacrifices that will change the course of human history for good. The early apostles and the disciples of uh, the early church did that. Jesus laid the foundation. Let us not destroy this great foundation that was laid at such an expensive price. We have a role to pray. Let us go all out therefore, making the necessary sacrifice to forestall the impending doom and save our generation of this evil so that the next generation will receive from us a society whose cause has been changed for good, where all our children's children can live peacefully, serving God without fear of any harm, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Be assured of my prayers and my blessings always.